Familicide. Yeah, we're not talking about vacuuming your apartment for the first time in two months then dumping out the entire contents of the bag directly into a Nintendo's Famicom, because that's Famicide. This is the murder of an entire family we're digging into, much like the kitchen knife dug into daddy's chest during a Familicide. Now that we know what it is, we need to know why it is. There are many factors that can contribute to why someone would commit such a heinous act, such as unrelated stressors from outside the family, untreated, unmaintained illnesses, retaliation for past acts committed by said family that can only be resolved with murder, or maybe, just maybe, it's because they still keep making fun of you for that one time you pooped your Batman underwear at school. But what if your family is murdered by an outside entity, claiming no blood or emotional relationship whatsoever? Well, only thing you can do, flip the frickin' script and commit familicide to his entire crime family through the power of good old-fashioned detective work. You could also do what I'd personally do, which is kill myself, cause then I wouldn't have to live with that trauma inconveniencing my social life. But who am I to say? I'm just a man named James. I'm Nicole. And this is Mostly Speaking Sentai. Guys, oh my god. Do you know when the earth, if you go below it, it just keeps like, it, it, there's always a constant shake in the earth? Well, that's what my bones is right now because I made cold brew for the first time and drank cold brew for the first time this morning. It was a tiny little cup, don't worry about it, but still, my bones is shaking just just not like it's not like a big old shake it's just like a constant shake that makes my little wrists kind of feel like i should so they're cut vibrating them off. yeah ooh, then gyrating and you heard her voice and she's my queen you better fucking believe it right now because queens is the man of the way actually it doesn't make sense nicole can't i mean no, there can be queens without kings but there can't be kings without queens but because behind every good man is an even better woman <laughs> my co-host nicole hi how are you today good oh oh on a rating from one to ten what's wh this is what we should start doing checking up on each other emotionally from one to ten how are you doing Emotionally? Yeah. Like, like six. Okay, and then physically? Uh, It's like always at a like three. Okay, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. But why? What, like what, what's hurting on you today? Uh, All of it. <laughs> all right, cool, cool, cool. She stubbed her toe last night. No, I didn't. That's a lie. She ate a whole bone i don't know how she did it just like uh -huh. a femur of a chicken yeah, and yeah, yeah. just swallowed it and that hurt her throat so her throat's fucked up yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh she got milked last night ew what the fuck yeah because i squeezed your bones i'm i'm making milk bone now guys it's fun it's delicious. It's also full of protein. You get that marrow in there. Ooh, baby. Milk yourself, bro. Oh, yeah. I milk myself all the time. <laughs> I say, oh, I'm milked. 
Why? Why can't men produce milk? That would be so fucking dope. Man milk. Our, someone today knows all about man milk. Uh, but Nicole, what? Uh, let's say screw it. We don't need to tell people we watched Train to Busan last night and it's Why a not? fucking dope movie. It's really good. Well, someone today might. Yeah, someone today might also want to talk about that. But I, I want to. We should start shouting our patrons out, our $10 patrons over on patreon.com forward slash MLM pod. We should start shouting them out in the beginning of the show, Nicole. Why? Uh, so well, because it's just fun to do. So let me pull up, okay. let me let me pull up the list. And today is Tyler Wright, a.k.a. Bert. Wait, that's the only person. Wait a second. This isn't the Patreon list, even though he is on there. It's the guest list of today. Welcome in our best friend, our number one Burvy. He's the greatest person in the world. And he is, <laughs> as you know, on Beyblade, the greatest father in the world. We have Tyler Wright, a.k.a. Blood Riot Valkyrie. Woo! It's me, baby. Cheer! All those titles. I own all that shit. You do. Greatest dad in the world, Pup Pup. What about all your titles? I don't know. We got Molum and number one... Uh, KYP Ski Ski. Oh, yeah. KYP. You're, uh, you're talking just about my screen <laughs> names. Yeah. Let's run it back. Come on. Let's go through all of them. LMN. The LMN. The fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it Lifetime was Time Movie Network. No, I think it was Reed. One time oh. we came over, <laughs> was trying to say MLM, but said LMN. <laughs> Shout outs to Reed. That's my little boy. He's in first grade now. Whoa, what? He's in first grade. Did he get bumped up. up because he's the smartest person in the world? No, we actually took him to a psychologist when he was before he was in school, and they were like, "Just keep him in school normally. It's fine." Okay. We were worried that like either maybe he would regress to normal kids level because you know he's super smart or yeah. maybe like he'd get bullied or something like that i don't know yeah but, but he, yeah they just said carry on as normal he was raised by that boxer he's got that blood in, in him oh yeah or totally like bro. i personally was always just like pissed off that school is boring because like everyone else was dumb yeah i was worried about that too with him because it's like he knows, like, he's not going to learn anything in school for, like, the next four years. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's just, he's that advanced, so we were worried he'd just get bored and disinterested <laughs> and just school would have a, leave a bad taste in his mouth. But, yeah. Unlike uh, some of that macaroni and cheese that they eat, which is why they call me Uncle Cheese. That's one of my other monikers. Is it? I don't remember that. Yeah, I said like hey you guys eat your mac and cheese because gabby had just made some and then they started calling me uncle cheese <laughs> i don't remember that but i like it I'm gonna call you from now on. uncle cheese and nicole let's do this what's your what should your name be nicole oh nickel bricks nickel bricks and nickel bricks okay and uncle cool. cheese yeah but you're you're a father, and Nicole wanted to know this. What's it been like parenting in the pandemic? Uh, it's been tough. I mean, we we don't really do much, anyways. Besides, I mean, like my I whole just want to know like work. funny stories. Funny stories, yeah. Okay. 
Oh, funny. There really are none. The, fun, the That's funny a story is like how much. lie, dude. We just saw one yesterday. I literally just saw, yeah, that video James showed oh. me yesterday. <laughs> that's, that's just, to me, that's not a funny story. That's just an everyday occurrence. So, <laughs> explain, that's just my life. Explain exactly. what happened. Okay, so my son, my girlfriend picked up the kids from school and told them to come inside. But of course, they have to run around like maniacs outside first. And my son decided to walk on our bricks outside of our house like a balance beam and just fell over, completely ate it on the cement. <laughs> and then immediately gets up, looks at the camera and says... I hope you caught that on video and then runs away. And that was, that's just, that's normal. Just like, does a it. mad dash away as if he would, he planned on doing this. Like he pulled off a skate trick, then skated away as fast as he could. But it was he just, owned a, it. just a face plant. That kid, I, I, I've seen him get into some gnarly shit. Like re- where I'm thinking, oh fuck, we're gonna have to go to the hospital. And he just gets up and walks away. I don't know. He's just like, I don't know what's up with him. I saw him jump off a house and into a pool of jello, but he face first, mouth open, and just ate the entire thing of jello. Yeah, like I said, normal occurrence happens all the time. <laughs> what well, what's another funny story you got? They they constantly run at you dick first. Yeah. Did you did you see that picture I posted where Silas, my three-year-old, is jumping at me with a lightsaber above his head. He's just completely butt naked yeah. from the waist down. <laughs> yeah. And you just see his ass and just a little <laughs> tiny corner of his balls if you zoom in. And he's just bringing that thing down with all the force, all of his might, just right on my head. I wish it was a video instead of a picture because it was epic. Nicole's favorite thing ever is that video you sent me. It was probably like a Snapchat (laughs) video. And it was Mm -hmm. you just hanging out, like looking at augmented reality of like a version of you just dancing on the on your floor. And then all of a sudden a child just runs, dashes in and just plows right into you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that. And the caption, I believe, said these fucking kids. (laughs) (laughs) but <laughs> <laughs> like i said that's just that's my life man yeah smash brothers working kids that's what i do greatest dad ever yeah pretty much and speaking of children you are i think the only person normally when you tell your parents like hey I'm not going to have kids anymore. I got a vasectomy. They'll be upset because they can't have grandchildren. The only person upset when I got a vasectomy was you because you were like, (laughs) what about the little mullums running around? I wanted you to spread your seed, man. I wanted, I wanted, (laughs) I want the legacy of mullum to carry on into the next generation and just continue to grow for the rest of humanity. I don't know. We can edit this out, but you did (laughs) respond to me and you said like, well, you could have gotten Gabby pregnant and, and we could have raised the child of Mullum. That would have been great. I'm still down for that. If you ever change your (laughs) mind, you want to go see if that reversal will work and you want Gabby to be the surrogate. Yeah, that's fine. However you want to do it. But we would I, we would need to extract because the doctor made it so it's pretty much impossible to reverse. Well, maybe we could just like do some Metal Gear shenanigans and just take your DNA and like splice the shit up and put it like, so I don't know. I don't know the specifics, but I'm sure we could figure something out. 
Man, if we could splice my DNA with Franklin's DNA, just think of the medical conditions they would have. Have you ever seen, you know, Full Metal Alchemist? Yeah. No! <laughs> oh! oh I'm a that, no. that guy was the best dad ever, not me. No. <laughs> I only know this through memes and people talking about it on this podcast. Well, yeah, and I explained it to you because you were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Do you want... Did, oh, so he already knows you explained it to him yeah. before? Yeah. Oh, okay. But for the listeners, like a dad made his daughter a dog? Yeah, he was like a scientist experimenting on like making chimeras and he did it with his own kid, like changed her or spliced her DNA. I don't know. I haven't watched it in like 10 years, but spliced her DNA with like an, other animals and she just ended up like a fucking monstrosity. Oh, I didn't know it was a monstrosity. I just thought it was a dog and the dog died or something. No. <laughs> or it was just like a normal, you know, like Godzilla, how it's like, oh, I infused my daughter's DNA with this flower. And it's just sad because it's like no, a dad trying to like connect. Literally like intelligent half person, half dog. That's basically just like kill me <laughs> no but like she's like six she or something and it's so depressing oh well this hey, is now really depressing it's awful <laughs> here's a real question let's say this hypothetical scenario goes through and you do decide that gabby can carry your your child okay mm -hmm. the real question is can we keep the baby or do you guys want it i, I thought the you plan yeah i thought that was the plan <laughs> How would you feel about that, Nicole? Would you have like, you'd be like, all right, get that thing out of here. Would you feel no, any affection uh, towards this hypothetical baby? I just think that you guys are more equipped to handle oh, that. Oh, come on. Everybody thinks that till they have one. Like, I, I thought I was too selfish to be a dad until out comes Sage just dancing out of that vagina. <laughs> and into my arms. You were one of the first people to hold her, remember? Yeah. Yeah, I still got the pictures, baby. Yeah, the picture comes up on uh, my timeline when uh, it's been a year set, you know, like the, oh, 10 years ago this happened. Yeah, I'm sure Mark Zuckerberg's jacking off to those pictures somewhere. Oh, that sick fuck. Yeah, to me that is. <laughs> Back when I had no hair and was looking like a, someone pulled my skin super tight around my skull. I looked you still odd. have those what? shorts? Oh, no, I believe a family member that I will leave unnamed disposed of them without my knowledge because this person would do that, and I was very upset about it. I'm upset about it. I love those shorts. Wait, which the... The, the orange corduroys. Yeah, shorts. the orange corduroys, yeah. But I, I don't think I was wearing those during that picture, was I? I thought it was the know. ones that looked like the umbrellas at... Michigan's Adventure, the like stripes that were white and blue. I don't remember those. Oh, like, they... When I picture you in my mind's eye, you're just always wearing those orange shorts. And my psychopathic hoodie. Yeah, or that shirt you're wearing now. Oh, yeah. my sick. I was hoping, like, yeah, man, James has been wearing this shirt since <laughs> since high school. I have since been. Since Nam. Yeah. We've been, yeah, we go way back. What's what's the funniest, or I guess like the most, in, I, I don't know if I've done embarrassing things. Well, what's embarrassing to me and you is completely different. Like, I remember I really wanted Street Fighter 4, but I was completely flat broke. And uh, you bought it for me at Meyer yeah. in Muskegon. And when we were, I, I don't know what we were waiting for, but we were just in the lobby. And I've, I've, we've talked about this story a thousand times, but yeah. 
We, we used to listen to this stupid song called Watch My Feet, and there was a dance with it. It was like a weird B-boy dance or something where you move your feet oh really fast. By dude and them boys. By, yeah, by dude and them. And you just put your hat down in the middle of the lobby. Like, I don't know if you were begging for change or what. <laughs> and then you just start saying, watch my feet, and dancing around it like a fool. And these people are all walking by. That embarrassed the hell out of me, and I wasn't doing it. But Wait, I thought it was it... the funniest shit in the world. Oh, I, God, I thought I you just thought it was so funny. Hard. Oh, yeah, it was funny, but I get, like, secondhand embarrassment really bad. Like, even when I'm watching TV and someone does something embarrassing, it, like, makes me cringe. Ooh. Ooh. Then you must not like the Eric Andre show, am I right? Oh, no, I love that show. It's my favorite. Season five coming up, baby. Wait, they're doing another season? Fuck yeah, they are. They love money. (laughs) I thought he just, I thought he was exhausted by it. Oh, I'm sure. Guy beats the shit out of himself on stage. (laughs) Did you see him live? No, I didn't. I wish I would have went to that show. It was get it off work. So we saw it in Chicago, and he purposefully, uh, like he, all of a sudden he disappears from on stage during his like crazy opening, and mm-hmm. then he appears on the second floor like uh, balcony section and is screaming, "You thought you were safe!" and just pouring milk and water on all of them. <laughs> and did not fuck with no, the people. He had squirt guns. Well, he was also pouring just like pitchers of water on people. Yeah. And he had milk just everywhere. Just throwing milk everywhere. Yeah. That's awesome. It did not. Great. Sounds like a great show. He was the Gigi Allen of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Gigi Allen is. Uh, Gigi Allen recently, I've been like, fu- like. He's someone in this climate just would not have existed. He openly. Own, like exclusively dated 16 year olds as a 33 year old man mm-hmm. was convicted of assault and sex crimes and uh, like was like truly a broken human being like you you would be if you walked downstairs and you saw your father who named you Jesus Christ was digging four graves in the basement to and said like hey these are for the four members of our family like you would be fucked up in that setting but it, it makes it so hard listening to him uh to be like fuck it and even though like no one really benefits off from his music that uh, it's just like very hard uh, processing my emotions of being like uh, should i listen yeah. to this dude or should i not it's too real yeah, like, yeah. Once you know the backstory, it's like, yeah, it's really heavy shit and just uh, sad. Mm-hmm. And someone who like didn't want to go out, like he didn't want to be a traditional rock and roller, but of course died from heroin overdose. So, uh, did you ever? Uh, did you ever make it to his grave? I have not done that yet. We were going MC Deep myself and like some others. We wanted to go see a Chris Gethard show live taping, and I was like, "Well, we'll be in the New Hampshire area esque. We should totally go to Gigi Allen's grave." But it just it all of our cars sucked dick, so and piss on it. Was uh, that the plan? Uh, no, absolutely no. Uh, I think that's there are two different fans. It's people who enjoy him as the novelty of Gigi Allen and then people who are like, no, he was an artist mm-hmm. and no matter how terrible he was, he's, st- he, he still had artistic value to him. So those people are like, no, don't, don't disrespect his graves. Also those people 
got it so close to the cemetery itself saying we are going to exhume Gigi Allen. And if you don't take his his coffin and his corpse, we're just going to pretty much throw him away. Oh, I thought I thought that's what he wanted, though. So his fans were like celebrating his wishes by pissing all over his gravestone. No. And when I die, he just makes it really clear of like, hey, put some Jim Beam in my coffin. And that's pretty much it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thanks for the GG lesson. I didn't know that. Yeah. I feel like this, uh, the subject of our podcast, the overlap of Gigi Allen fans and Tokusatsu fans probably is not a lot. And I have <laughs> talked about Gigi Allen quite a bit. And speaking of Sentai, today we watched Case File 5 of Time Ranger entitled The Third Formation. And Tyler, we ask all our guests this. What's your experience or your past exposure to Power Rangers or Super Sentai? All right. Well, like most people, I was in elementary school, I think, like kindergarten when I first saw Power Rangers. It was I have two older brothers who both liked it. They're both one's five years older, one's 10 years older. So, you know, we would they had all the toys and the swords and all that stuff. And we would play fight and like we would actually have we had the action figures and we would just how we fought with them is we'd pick them up and just slam them on each other's hands as hard as we could. <laughs> so you would like, get wounded. Playing with action figures, the first time I wanted to play with my brother, he just picked it up and said, okay, you be like Ivan Ooze or whoever, and I'll be this guy. I'll be the Red Ranger. And he just starts smashing my hand. Oh my I'm, like, I'm like six years old, so I didn't want to play anymore, and I've always kind of associated Power Rangers with pain in my hand now. But, yeah, anyways, we had the SNES game. We had we, I saw the movie, of course, and just the, the theme song you can never get out of your head for your whole life pretty much so i mean ever since then i haven't really dabbled at all in sentai anything until this podcast when i watched this episode yeah. but it was pretty good hell yeah do you ever think that your brothers intentionally with the action figures were like oh we're we don't do this together but we don't want tyler playing with us so we're just going to smash his hands in so he never wants to play again no that's just <laughs> that's just I don't think it was like a plot but they were pretty uh yeah they were not they did not go easy on me in anything cuz I was younger. I so. would so you do have a sister, a much younger sister, but so like it, it would have been funny if your older brother who is probably like 10 years older than your sister. Yeah, yeah, we're if, all 5 years apart. If she as a five-year-old was like you want to play barbies and dolls and he's like hell yeah and then just smashes her hands with a malibu barbie and she's like no that would be hilarious considering he'd be like 16 and she's six and, and he's just or, smashing her hands yeah. or like oh yeah let's play my little pony and is just like smashing her hands with the hooves <laughs> She did have a lot of My Little Pony toys. No, the way we trolled her was she had this old N64 Pikachu game or uh, console and we would like the, the foot was a reset button and she'd be playing Mario or something trying to get really far and we would throw things to try to <laughs> land on the foot <laughs> or, or we would tell we would tell my little brother who was who's three years younger than Jessica to go tickle Pikachu's foot. Like, <laughs> Pikachu ticklish, go tickle his foot. And he would go reset the game on her. <laughs> uh, 
Oh shit. That was so funny. Tell me if I it's like, but she trolled you guys in a sense of just leaving dirty dishes inside oh the God, couch dude. or <laughs> licking Ew. or licking the dust off from Doritos and putting the chips putting back. Them back, back in the bag. So you'd reach in. You'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, we got Doritos. Nacho cheese, my favorite kind. You pull one out, put it in your mouth. It's already wet. There's no flavoring on it. <laughs> <laughs> she also did that with Oreos, right? Oh my god, yeah. But that that wasn't quite as gross because you can tell before you even pick it up that there's no cream in the bitch. But but the Doritos, like nothing tops that shit. And you know what's funny as fuck? Her her boyfriend now he says she still does that shit. Ew. <laughs> We're like 20 years later. She's still doing this shit. The worst thing my sibling had ever done to me is I would make like a taco or really like any type of food that's like a finger food thing. And then I would turn around to get sauce or a condiment to put on the side. And then I'd turn back and just a huge bite is taken out of it. And then they are smirking at me like I didn't do anything clearly with a mouthful of food. Oh, yeah. We didn't really... Nothing like that. That was more of my friends. Like I remember, I think it was Chris, our good friend, Asian Chris. He, I made chips and cheese or nachos and he took all the, he like lifted up all the ingredients and put uh, chocolate syrup underneath all of that, <laughs> all over my fucking chips. You know how pissed I was? That was like the last chips we had in the fucking house and he just ruined them. Fucking asshole. I hate you, Chris. <laughs> just kidding. Love you, bro. <laughs> Your house was just a lawless land. Oh, it really was. <laughs> we could make a whole episode on my house. And <laughs> it was crazy. I know you've talked about this before, but like the dichotomy or the juxtaposition of visiting my house. Oh my god. It was like it was like going from <laughs> never mind, I'm not gonna say it was like going from uh uh I don't even know, man. It was just it was a culture shock. I'll just say that. Where you were afraid to just go up the stairs. And I think, Nicole, you have had this say because there are like things on the stairs and you're like, I'm afraid that I'm just going to bump into something and slightly mess it up. No, I'm afraid that I'm going to like knock pottery over and break it. I know how you feel like it looked like they just took the house out of like a home and gardening magazine and you were walking (laughs) inside like it's not supposed to be lived in this is just like an area you look at as an example like nothing everything here is perfectly lined up don't touch anything we don't even live here okay and and then you go into my room where it's like oh a like someone who is like uh, down on their luck finally got a like hostel room where it's just like a bed and then one like shelf that has a computer at it. And your, your room was like spotless compared to my house. Yeah. Like well, the, the dirtiest part of your room was miles away from my, anything in my house. Yeah, because like your <laughs> it, it was comedic of your laundry room. You open up and there was maybe like to your knees maybe sometimes higher, the entire floor was laundry. It was just clothes. Oh, my God. It was just my mom with four kids, plus all my friends being there constantly. And so she just said, fuck it eventually. You can do your own laundry. (laughs) And then we weren't. uh, Oh, fuck. 
for the first three years, maybe of our friendship, I had never gone upstairs because yeah, I, I didn't let anybody go up there. It, it was just completely destroyed trash. Like I didn't even sleep up there at the time because I was, uh, I always thought like the floor was unstable and you guys were afraid of people falling through. I don't know why I had that thought, but you guys were just so adamant of like, do not go upstairs. It is dangerous up there. I was like, okay, I guess there's, uh, there the are holes. Unstable, I would have wanted people to go up there just to laugh when they fall through. Oh my God. So dangerous for an, like someone who loves instant gratification. Your house was a good place to go because cleaning, I cleaned your bathroom a couple times because it was just like, <laughs> You swipe once and it's like you've scraped away so much grime and it's like, oh, right. my God. Like a before and after picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could have just took a power washer in there and just sprayed anywhere <laughs> and proved it. I so. think your mom was like mortified that like appreciative, but also mortified that I did that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would I be remember. if I was a mom and like my son's friend feels the need to clean the bathroom your son's weird satanic friend is cleaning your bathroom you know my mom was uh she's she still is a christian so i'm surprised she embraced you how she did like i've always i've always thought that was really nice she you're one of like you're like my, her favorite friend of mine so yeah she uh one time i was in your guys's like patio area and i fell asleep and then I woke up tucked in to a couch <laughs> because your mom that was me. No, it wasn't. No. <laughs> you weren't there that day, which is weird. Why was I spending the night at your house when you weren't there? Dude, everybody was like that. After I moved out, Chris stayed there. I remember like he... <laughs> when you were like gone at Gabby's like dad's house for a while and Cord had just just like camped in your room playing Animal Crossing for GameCube for an entire week. And he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, check this out. I was like, I truly have no interest in Animal Crossing at this moment <laughs> in my life. So why are, why are you guys so obsessed with this weird game? Dude, I've been playing Animal Crossing since 2001. Yeah. I'm all into that shit. But yeah, I mean, that's just how it was at my house, man. It was just anybody could come stay whenever, stay as long as you want but we'll run out of food in like two days (laughs) because none of us had any jobs. You had, did you have a car at that time? By the time you guys were in the trailer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because when you guys were in the house, what I would do is I would bike an entire, it probably took an hour to bike to your house, but I was like, yeah, I want to be here opposed to my own house. You would not sleep in my house. You'd always sleep in your car. Do you remember that? Yeah. When the trailer happened, but uh, (laughs) because during the winter, your guys' house didn't have heat, so it was you had to sleep in your pants, a t-shirt, your hoodie, and your coat in a sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I remember I used to uh, skip school and play World of Warcraft with no heat in my house. It was like 40 degrees. So I'd put a space heater and I'd put my feet on the space heater with a blanket over me. And just be playing World of Warcraft all day instead of going to school. I also think that's oh, why people got so good at Smash Brothers there. Because, like, especially when you go over to another person's house, your your fingers, it's like Goku <laughs> in, like, at, like, setting The hyperbolic 100- time chamber? Uh, well, like, can you set gravity in the hyperbolic time chamber? 
Oh yeah, I'm not. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't remember. So like him in that spaceship, setting the gravity to a hundred gravity. Well, your your fingers are frozen, and you have to <laughs> to warm them up and move through the like clinkiness. Then once you're in a warm house, you're super good. Your fingers are moving real fast. Mm-hmm. It's like night and day. It was like it's like weight training for your fingers. Yeah, that's probably why I'm decent now. More than decent. Oh, thank you. Flattery. You're so good. I'm only good at Project M. Yeah, I've never I've never dabbled into that much. Uh I only I played it with Tyler Bergquest at the trailer we lived at, and all of a sudden I was winning and I was like, what the fuck is up with this? And then he's like, Yeah, it's Project M, it's Brawl, but with, you know, melee physics. I was like, Oh, then I, I that's why I'm winning. You were winning. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard to believe. I remember the one of the only times I was in your bedroom upstairs. I think I still have the photo somewhere at like I had more stars than like I had more kills than everyone else. And it was mind boggling. My record, my record, my numbers. <laughs> but but let, let's get into this episode. Right, First of all, right. all what what do you think of Time Ranger? I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, uh, it was. Kind of, it's not like any other media I regularly consume, but it was, uh, it was interesting. Heck yeah. Uh, Nicole, what'd you okay. think of today's ep? I liked it. And it's it was dark. Yeah. And it's very, I forgot how like poignant it is for today's society. So the quick summary of this, there is a hitman who is named Hitman Mad Blast is resurrected or unfrozen by Gien. And Gien loves to just cause chaos. He's the robot guy. And he's like, no, you don't. This isn't about money. We're in the 20th century now. Just go and kill whatever you want to kill. So he starts doing that. And in that process, we learn that Yuri, she has like an audible, what, what a repressed memory is brought to the forefront by a audible clicking noise and she's like oh my god this is the guy who killed my entire family no it's because she saw the bracelet well no though no first she it like it's oh, like the okay. clinking and then she's like oh my god that's also my dad's bracelet around her so long story short this guy was paid by Dolnero to kill her dad and the family to send a message to the other people investigating the mafia that, hey, don't do it. Not only will you die, but so will your loved ones. And you're doing that to yourself. But in this episode, there are a lot of quotes that ring true that or should ring true and why some people are like, oh, shouldn't, you know, SPD or time ranger some more like cop centric series of sentai shouldn't we also be saying a cab to that or at least have that dialogue but in this episode we hear quotes like hey you're an investigator not an executioner uh we right. only have the right to arrest people and if you shoot him to kill you'll be a, criminal. be a criminal yeah so it's great to see that. Well, and I wrote down the the hitman guy said I was just following orders. And I was like, that's some fucking bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, that's very. Uh, yeah, that's like World War Two era kind of excuses. Yeah. And I this is what should be being fed to children of the United States and also to adults of the United States of that. Like cops, cops shouldn't be killing 
people who are not innocent or like who are guilty, like you, they sh- they don't have the right to kill anyone. Right. Yeah, they shouldn't be killing anyone. It's they're not Judge Dread, and even Judge Dread has had ex- existential crises uh, or like reevaluating his job of like, oh my god, should I be following these orders? Should these be the law? If someone is the judge, jury, and executioner, and is rethinking and reevaluating their job, everyone should. It shouldn't be a hard thing to conceptualize. Yeah, exactly. Plus, Judge, didn't he have, like, some kind of, like, programming or something to help him, like, do the, like, speed up the trial where he would decide that you're going to die now? Yeah, he, like, I think in his visor was also, like, a Google Glass. Yeah, Google Glass. You're found guilty. That's it. I don't remember. (laughs) It's been a long time (laughs) since I've seen that movie. I do. It was Stallone, though, right? Yeah, I... Uh, the, Yo, Adrian, this boss guy's about to get blown up. The, <laughs> the reboot, though, is a fantastic action movie. I suggest anyone who hasn't seen it watch it. I wish it had become a franchise, but unfortunately, oh my it, god, I would love to see that in 4K. Oh yeah, it would be great. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer for that, and I just turned to my friend and I said, "I bet there's going to be a lot of slow motion in this movie." Because there's a drug called slow mo, and it makes Were you, you like, right? oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Good call. That's the Good crux call. of the movie. Hey man, we got this drug that makes it's called slow mo, and it makes you feel like you like time has slowed down. Oh yeah, I love so that. Does it movie. actually slow things down, or do, are they just faster? Like, how does it work? No, it's just a drug that makes you feel slower. Oh okay. Kind of like. Like, uh, what, what but would the, be... Isn't there also, like, a cool thing with, like, colors or something? I can't remember. Maybe. I, I know there is something along the lines of that. Because that's what I really liked about it. I was like, this is fucking rad. I think... I know, like, someone blows a bunch of slow-mo in the air. Doesn't that happen? And then everything... Like, everyone in the room gets slow-moed. Yeah. I don't know. You guys are the only person people I've ever heard praise the remake, though. Really? I <laughs> fucking loved that movie. Everybody I talked to said it was a piece of shit, but they've, they're they all diehard, like, original version. I, yeah, fans, I'd so. never seen the original. Oh, so. okay, that explains it. Yeah. I think the original sucks. <laughs> really? Yeah, it, I think it's bad. That's like golden age of action movies, man. Yeah, but this one, is it's so good and just 100% dope. Well, and I was like, it's just like watching a video game. Like, he has to go, they're all locked down. He has to go, like, from the bottom floor and work his way up. Yeah. And there's, like, cool slow-mo shit. Like, it was it was so cool. I loved I'll it. i to check it out. It's, it, I really wish there would have been a martial law movie, but it, it never got finalized. Martial law is another... Uh, UK indie comic along the lines of Judge Dredd. But I think is a, a lot just more interesting. It has more lore to it, in my opinion. Judge Dredd is Marvel, isn't it? It might have been bought by Marvel, remember. but it was originally a UK comic in like planet two, like 220 AD or some weird anthology series like that. Hmm. If, I re- if I recall properly, and Tank Girl was a part of that scene as well. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And if I get this wrong, don't fucking at me, unless it's in a five-star iTunes review. (laughs) 
Well, and the remake had like a, the like side female character was also like really badass and wasn't just like there to be hot. Yeah. Get rescued. And yeah. the the star of that movie has championed a sequel, but it it made its money back, but it didn't do gangbusters enough to warrant a sequel. So it's a comic book movie that, oh yeah, so it's like, it's more like a DC film as far as success goes than a Marvel film. Yeah. There you go. What also sucks is Yogi Bear 3D did so well, and a movie was a sequel was planned, and I was so excited. And a broken lizard guy was going to direct, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, this is going to be amazing!" And it just has not come out, and probably never will. Yogi Bear 3D. Yeah, it's fantastic. Watch it. Dan Aykroyd is Yogi Bear, and Justin Timberlake is Boo Boo. When did that come out? Probably 2009, 2011, within that lifespan. <laughs> What's that have to do with anything? You just like that movie? Yeah, it's it fantastic. It has to do with movies not getting sequels. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see where you're going with this. It, it would be like if Sonic the Hedgehog doesn't get a sequel, I will be equally as pissed. I've always hated Sonic. Uh, the, the Unpopular movies, opinion. The movie's fantastic. The games are uh, clunky platformers. The movie's right. fine. Nicole. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was okay. I mean, my kids really liked it. Okay, yeah. The target demographic, me and your yeah. children. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. That's what I was getting at. I'm glad you could read between the lines there. Chia! Read between these lines, motherfucker. Wow. I was pull, putting up, uh, you know, like the destroyer or whatever Dane Cook calls fingering mm -hmm. someone with three mm -hmm. fingers. Yeah. <laughs> he has the other ones, you know, like the, the Sufi. I didn't know the destroyer. Yeah, he has one that I think the destroyer is three in the stink and one in the pink. I thought, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and then double fist is just a good time. Wow, wow, wow. I'm sorry, what you have to go through, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's let's get into some notes uh oh wait first uh oh my god tyler what? Wright. uh yeah. this is a time travel show if you could go back in time or go forward in time what would you do and you can take out murder so you don't have to think like oh well do I go back in time and see the first Nintendo World Tournament or do I go back in time and kill Hitler? You, so like killing Hitler is thrown out of there. You don't have to murder someone. Well, I'm a I'm I'm a big proponent on like well, it's like what kind of time travel are we talking about here? Cuz like you know there's the whole kind in science fiction where you create a new timeline but then you're the one you're in stays the same. You just keep you know like think like future trunks in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. He goes back to his timeline. He doesn't stay in the one that he goes back to. It's the it's so, that future trunk style. Okay, future trunk style. I would like go back and tell myself to buy Bitcoin. Oh yeah. When yeah. it's like a penny. Because I if I like go back and kill Hitler or something, who knows what kind of world I'm gonna create. Something like that. And then I would and then if you want like a more dark, I would just tell I would be there for our friend who uh took his life in twenty seventeen. That's it. Two off the top of my head. Dang. But the buying Bitcoin, you would have to buy the Bitcoin, not your old self, because technically that like if if we're looking at different timelines, you would need the receipt to say like, mm -hmm. hey, I bought these. Yeah. Well, I could it, like if Trunks like if I was Trunks and I came back, if I went back to like 2009, I could buy it 
put it on a wallet on my phone and then go back to the future and still have it. But I could also tell like my parents, hey, make sure you buy this shit. And then both timelines would get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've always thought about telling my dad, please buy stock in Yahoo in like 2001. There you go. That would work too. Because then, oh man. And I'd say like, hey, whatever you're going to spend on the next three birthdays and Christmases, you spend that. I get 75% and I'll leave the 25% for you. So like it's also an investment for you. And then bada bing, we're we're living pretty large. (laughs) They're doing okay though. Who, my parents or Yahoo? Oh, okay. I'm going to blank that out. But yes, the name of my father, you are correct. Okay, sorry. Didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, he hasn't been. My mom's been on the podcast, so we can say Margaret, but my dad has yet to be uh, even in our apartment. Gotcha. Yep. (laughs) 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 All right. uh, But yeah, now let's get to notes. Anyway. Uh, Tyler, you got any notes you you made? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool that Sion only needs to sleep for a year or once a year. Like how much shit could you get done if you had to do if you could do that? What is his so what does he do when he's staying up all night? He just stares out the window? I have no, no idea. He does tech stuff, so he's like working on other people's orders. And like oh, okay. sp- there is an episode where you find out that he has more jobs than anyone else in the group to oh, to okay. make money. Yeah, this is the only one I've watched, so that's the only context I had. I was yeah. like, was he staring at the wall? No, like <laughs> Even like it's not apparent to us right now, but in a future one, they're like, holy shit, like we have so much to do because he's not around right now. Okay. That's always like my dream for quitting a job is to like leave and then everyone's like, fuck, (laughs) we have so much, so much of a hole to fill because she's not here because she was so good at everything. And I also have, I thought it was funny how, cool. like, well, I don't know if it's a, <laughs> if it's like a trope, but like when the, what was the guy's name? Mad Blast. Yeah. So when, like when they first encounter him, how like all five of the, or all, well, all four of the Rangers kind of stay with Yuri instead of chase him. And he just kind of gets up and runs away instead, <laughs> instead of like stopping him, like couldn't two of them chased after mad blast and the other two stay and make sure Yuri's okay it's generally or like a trope. when she like had him with a gun to his face on mm-hmm. the ground they could have like arrested him or whatever yeah. <laughs> like yeah they just they, they all look at her and go are you okay oh my god like instead of just i don't know doing anything and then he just he just escapes and starts killing more people so yeah maybe that's a maybe that's a that's prescient on the underperformance of police work there you go yeah it's like the batman of it all you know eventually Mm -hmm. it is his fault for the joker and shit yeah pretty much but also like on the justice system and like if someone you know has killed as many people i think back in 2012 someone had calculated like the current canon he's killed like 900 and some people if if someone has done that, the police or just anyone, even just like, uh, or I guess you shouldn't do this. Once he's in custody and you know it is in fact the Joker, because the Joker's a trickster, he might dress someone up like him. So you don't want to shoot to kill a terminate on site G unit style. 
it should be like a quick like, hey, this is a Joker death sentence right now. Yeah, he's going to get out again. We yeah. know it. Like, let's just <laughs> but that goes against his code. He but can't do that. Even the justice system should make a law like this is the Joker law that it only takes a day to prove that this is the Joker and then but terminated. They're all too. Yeah, I guess. So you can't expect nothing good out of them. But but in Batman, isn't even the crime families besides like Joker's weird crime family? They also hate the Joker. I don't even know. I'm not a big Batman fan. I just know from the movies and the games. That's it. Oh, man. What's your favorite game? That uh, racing game from Batman Beyond? Arkham Asylum, probably. Ooh. I only played through it once back on, I think it was Xbox 360. Oh, it was man. Good. The greatest console in the world. I'm kidding. I don't know. Yeah, not quite. Nicole, what notes you got? Ah, uh, oh, that side's blank. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like Doman because he has like shoji energy, but he's always like gross towards women. And I wrote, uh, I bet he tells people to smile. <laughs> is he the is he the one that was wearing the orange cap? Yeah, like yeah. Oh, well, he has an orange shirt and that like knit yeah, cap. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he seemed kind of grimy. Yeah. And then I always forget his name. Ayase, the Blue Ranger. Uh-huh. He said a quote that should be quoted to everyone. Don't expect all women to be what you want. Oh, yeah. I, I did see that. This episode has like fucking culturally and just like so great lessons in it. Yeah. Did you, see, did you see the guy's response when he said that? He yeah, just to wanted punch to fight. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're telling me I got to respect women? <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, pretty accurate. Um, but that going off of that, I really like how this team, they really like wrote their characters well. Like, I'm really glad that they don't just like automatically all just like love each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're all kind of like learning about each other and in trying to figure out how to get along. Yeah, and I wrote this down that because I think it's that way because all of them are loners. Yeah. Every single one of them, like, so Sion is a Habardian, which is someone from another planet, and he's the last mm -hmm. of his kind, and he was raised in, like, a science lab because when he came to Earth, the scientists were like, oh, his race is very smart. Let's try and pull intelligence from him. And then... Ayasa say, I, I apologize that I keep, I know I'm mispronouncing his name. He was like a, a driver, like for races and stuff. So he's a very, he's a loner. And then Tatsuya left his family because he's like, I don't want my last name to associate with me. I don't want that to define my future. He's like a, a part of a wealthy family. Yuri is a... Uh, her family all died as we learned today and then I believe yeah. uh, Doman is he, he was like a famous grappler meaning like a wrestler type thing and I think like most like famous people it just gets lonely because all you're doing is having sex with women but that doesn't really fulfill your emotional needs mm -hmm. well it was like I don't know who was the emo looking one with the long black hair the, yeah, the race. Ayase. The racing. Ayase, okay. He was the racing guy? Yeah. Yeah, he was cool. I liked him the most. Yeah, yeah, he's dope. He didn't say much. 
He also has the most like character development throughout the series, I think. What how's his character art go? I, I don't wanna spoil. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know if it was prior to this episode. Oh no, so. like because we're on episode five and there are I think fifty episodes. Oh, okay. So cool. like yeah, he he goes through it. Gotcha. And he, he's just a a lovely person. I liked it when uh Pink Ranger hit that guy with the or hit Mad Blast with the Liu Kang bicycle kick. And it went it went through like three different frames of him just getting kicked the shit out of as he backed <laughs> up. That was awesome. When watching her like have all the flashbacks about her family being killed, I was like, What is this a Pixar movie? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was pretty corny. And I like how when Mad Blast does it in, he just like sticks his gun around the corner. Like yeah, and I was like, what? I was like, how is he aiming? Maybe it, it's remember those spy gear targeted oh, yeah, towards kids. Visor. It's like a periscope with a mirror on it, mm-hmm. so you could see around corners. Maybe, yeah, maybe his gun had that. Maybe like maybe the he had scope. That children's toy. <laughs> it's a future. Maybe it's. Things that are for kids can be for adults now. Well, so I, but I said that though because like Pixar movies, they like murder the main character's uh, family always. For sure, that's just a Disney trope. The protagonist is always like dead parents or gone parents or something like that. Because it's instant emotional connection. Not for me. Uh, So I did write down the worst crime of all is walking on clean floors you had just mopped because uh, Yuri is trying to clean a lobby, an insanely large lobby with just a mop and a like a mechanical scrub thing. And Mad Blast just brings through, you know, panic, leads a group of people to just run on these clean floors. And I had that experience working at corporate cleaning. And then I also remembered (laughs) today's guest worked there too. Yeah. For a very brief amount of time I worked there. (laughs) They stopped taking my references because all of my friends would just work there for a little bit and then stop just working there because I think Adam, uh, what, uh, Adam's girlfriend, and then mm-hmm. Oli Archek, I think, also worked there, too. And maybe Oli's now wife worked there. But all of the people I would refer. But also they had a terrible retention rate. Just like if they hired five within two weeks, there would only be two people because it was just a suck job that didn't pay well. Yeah, yeah, it was a shit job that didn't pay well. And when <laughs> when you got me the job, I was like, hey, you know, I don't have my license, right? Like. And you were like, no, it's okay. You can work with me. Like, I'll give you rides. And then I was like, okay. And then the second day on the job, I have to drive like 25 minutes in the winter to a job where you're not and I don't have my license. So I was like, I can't fucking do this. Like, I don't want to go in the ditch and go to jail. So no, I thought what happened is you did go in the ditch and you were like late. That, that did happen one time. Yeah. And then I think that isn't that when they just let you go. I don't even remember. And I, I remember Cord worked there two nights and then just stopped, like did not answer their calls. He's like, no, this this job fucking blows. <laughs> hey, didn't you bar- let him borrow money one time and you made him pay interest on it? No, I made him pay me collateral 
because he, I talked about this on a talking about Beyblade, so I'll be brief. He needed money for like, we won't get into why he needed money. Yeah, it's confidential. It was like maybe $400 in high Mm -hmm. school. And I said, okay, well, the collateral is you give me your PlayStation 2 and all of your games, which would equal out maybe around that much money in 2009. And then if you don't pay me back by like four months from now, each month I will add interest. But luckily, right down to the wire, how Cord always is, he pays everything back. And I was like, you don't even have a job. And he's like, everything will work out. And I'm like, this will end up screwing. You. This philosophy of yours will screw you over eventually. And guess what, guys? It never has. Nope. He's still like that to this day. So, I, yeah, we used to call you the First National Bank of Mullum. <laughs> you charged your friends interest. I've never known anybody to do that. Yeah, that's it worked for hilarious, you. Hilarious, so. but well, amazing. It's it was to deter people from asking me for money. Yeah, and if they did, it made sure that they would pay me back because I didn't want to loan people money. So just say no. When I was, I it had to because like it was before middle school. I was like, man, being a loan shark just is a great idea. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, where, have, did, where did that influence come from? I used to read exclusively mafia like biographies. Okay. So I was like, hell yeah, man, being a loan shark, maybe like don't just do what mafia people do and take money from people to, as like protection or like, hey, if you don't do this, I'll break your business. No, just like if they want money, say like, yeah, man, but I'm going to charge so much interest on it. Or it was probably also from the game dealer, that flash game on Newgrounds. Oh, Newgrounds. I haven't thought about Newgrounds in so long, but I don't know what you're talking about. What dealer game? I There is a let's play of it that I did last year, maybe even <laughs> this year of it on the YouTube channel. It's great. It sounds what's what kind of game is it? It teaches kids you're a drug to dealer. be loan sharks. Uh, you're a drug dealer, and all it is is like you go through the different boroughs and neighborhoods. It's just like a click thing, and you keep buying drugs. But sometimes police will raid places, and then certain drugs, the cost of them will go up, and then sometimes there's a influx of them, so it goes down. So you want to buy low sell high it's just like the, a stock market game but cool sounds like a great game it's it's like they fun should, they should be teaching that in schools yeah teaching you how the economy works there is i believe it's based off from a stock market game for like ms dos oh okay. or like the apple 2 but it's just like hey drugs is cool and edgy let's just make that game but drugs yeah they could fit that in somewhere in the curriculum i'm sure yeah. Well, I yeah, I did that in high school where we like bought stocks, but they weren't but it wasn't like real money. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant bought drugs and sold them high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my teachers uh taught me how to how to deal drugs. <laughs> At Reese Puffer, yeah, maybe. <laughs> my teacher mainly taught me that like Middle Earth is an allegory for Europe. Yeah, because uh, World War One, he was a yeah. uh, Tolkien was in the war, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a just called Modern Myth. That's the name of the class, and all you did was read The Hobbit, and then the three Lord of the Rings books, 
and play the video games and watch the movies. Oh, I never, they never played the video games in my class. Shit, I was on that every day playing Two Towers, the PS2 game. Damn. Shit was fun. And there was this huge mural of Middle Earth on the wall that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Man, that class was dope, and I'm pretty what? sure is not a part of the curriculum anymore. Probably not. It was, it was, yeah, it was like struggling when I was still in high school. That's where MC Deep and I met. Oh, in that class? Yeah, that's why the when we rap together, we go by the modern myth. I, I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Event, we're going to have a CD coming out soon. All right. I'm looking forward to it. it I just need to re-record my shit because uh, I recorded my stuff four years ago, maybe, and oh, then it what? took him that long to get me back verses. <laughs> and I just batch sent them to him. I was like, hey, man, you know how you've always wanted to do a project together? Here are five songs. He got me back four. So what? Like, what's the topic of the songs? Just whatever? Or is it all like, is it all Middle Earth centric? Oh, no. The the name of the album is Concept Rap Well. And that's, <laughs> the concept is, hey, we're rapping very well on these songs. Okay. <laughs> Sounds interesting. It, it, it is. It's good raps, baby. You've heard some of the songs. I think I performed one of them at a Yardle. Maybe. I don't know. Yardle. Yardle. Let's get to a couple more notes. I might actually not have any more. Oh, um, dads have bad taste in jewelry. That dad's bracelet was terrible. I wrote the same thing. I said that thing looks mad, heavy, and uncomfortable. (laughs) It looks like a shackle more than a bracelet. My dad just had like a leather wristwatch. Well, it's like it's just going to be dangling on Yuri's wrist. It's way too huge. Yeah. Does it adjust? Maybe she'll put wear it as a necklace. That'd be a heavy ass necklace. I had that upside down cross necklace. <laughs> That's true. And I'm I'm sure that was a heavy necklace. It was pretty heavy, but it was made out of like a light wood. Mm-hmm. Also, Mad Blast kind of kept the hologram that told him to kill her parents. That was a little weird because wasn't it like yeah. 15 years ago? Very convenient. <laughs> yeah, he, he pulled it out of his mouth or something. Uh, yeah, That's I think maybe fuck. he kept that just as like, hey, if I'm ever caught again for this crime i can take a plea bargain of like hey i have proof that i was hired by dolnero and you can now use this as a way to get him in Hmm. okay sometimes you got to do that you know you got to make sure you have proof against other people and and be a snitch plan b snitch yeah nicole thoughts on snitches no Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they made like a tornado in the city when they were. Full. Okay, first of all, can you explain something to me? Like, yeah. How did Mad Blast get that big? Okay, so they're when they get freeze compressed, they are unstable. So they have this little patch on them that's given to them that pretty much actually. Now that I think of it, I don't know if they can like medically remove that. I it's which then makes it seem like you are a felon branded for life. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. But when they are unfreeze compressed, they need to keep that on him unless if you like rip it off, your molecular structure will be unstable and then grow ten times its size. Okay. Because yeah, I was wondering about that. It didn't really explain it. It didn't really explain it 
But um, and then they kind of like when they're fighting him, they make this huge tornado mm-hmm. in the middle of the city. But it just it's like it doesn't damage anything. See, I thought that too, and then I was like, well, you know, sometimes you try stuff and it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I meant like collateral damage. Like here's a huge but, fucking tornado yeah, in the yeah. middle of the city. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. I don't know because I don't think they, at least to my knowledge, this formation, which the name of this episode is called the third formation, that is the least important thing, the least significant thing that happens in this episode. It is based around a main character, the leader of the group. Finding out her backstory is so tragic and they name it after this fucking formation that I don't think ever comes up ever again. Well, it's like, what what is it? Like, a, what's the little robotic animal that tells Tech. him about it? Yeah, Tech. He's just like, use the long range one. That, yeah, it was so insignificant in the grand scheme of the episode. Yeah. It's a little weird. I didn't like it. It should be called Yuri, a tragic past. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Or our leader, orphaned. Uh, oh, Wait, she's I, the leader? I, like, yeah, she's the leader of the group. Oh, okay. I was surprised that people were like literally being murdered. Oh yeah, they don't that usually seems, that like pretty dark. do that. Yeah, with... they showed a dead child. Like, yeah. who's the demographic for this show? Uh, this was one of those more serious series. They they do that from time to time, but the Time Ranger is considered, at least to my knowledge, as the serious Sentai. There were some of the okay. like man. It's either like Bioman, Flashman, or Changeman, I think, or maybe Maskman. One of those series is also like that run in the 80s is more serious and a little more dark. But this one is is revered by the fans as also one of the best. Okay, yeah, I can see that because it's just it's just a weird like juxtaposition between like here's this super serious topic and then you got this like over the top goofy ass looking villain like with this toy looking gatling gun killing children and people's parents you know it's just who also like a a serial killer keeps the trinkets yeah uh, of like something for my collection yeah of like hey everyone i murder i'm going to take something from them like clove hitch is he like from the future or something Yes. Mad Blast? Yeah, so... Okay. They all are. Yeah, the, the four Time Ranger besides the Red Ranger, and then the villains, the first episode is them from the 30th, 30th century coming back in time because the uh, Dolnero and that crime family is like, oh, we're about to be freeze compressed. Let's take all of these people in a time machine and go back to the 20th century where it will be easier to commit crimes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. Because, yeah, when he picked that up, he said, like, a, a treasure from the 21st century or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They okay, from the future. Sense. Gotcha. But uh, now we we only got one last thing. So oh, this is one of our will someday be a classic question we ask our guests, even though you are the first person we will be asking besides ourselves. If, like, all these crime people are it's like their name plus like the crime they do so like you have hitman mad blast you also had a serial kidnapper cabal or nabal so uh, i forgot what hours were because it was such a long I time do ago not remember <laughs> uh, damn it we need to remember that but like what would your if you were like a super cool criminal 
what would your crime be? Like, base it around, like, maybe your interests and such. I think I was, like, a grifter and, like, a scammer. And then Nicole was um, something probably sad. (laughs) (laughs) Something sad. Yeah, what what would yours be? How would you criminalized people and like what would some of your like special moves be to take out the time ranger uh i would i think i would be like a hacker oh that'd be cool and i would have like a special watch that i go you know like do a cool arm wave and then press it down twist it and it comes out to like a digital keyboard a holographic one and i type something in like fuck you time rangers <laughs> and then it shoots out lasers and shit but the lasers are actually like electrical signals that i could hijack their robot with oh That'd hell yeah yeah there you go and uh, so you'd be hacker burvy hacker burvy yeah <laughs> and then you could uh also flame war them mm-hmm. we could put put like inflammatory social media posts about them try yeah. to sway public opinion dox them online there you go. That Swat too. there. The tomorrow's research gets swatted. Aren't they from the future, though? Yeah. So would I be from the future? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, pretty oh, much. Okay. All right. Because that, I would, I wouldn't want to be writing inflammatory things about someone a thousand years before they exist, because they're from a thousand years from the future, right? Yeah. Go ahead and do it. Okay. Whatever. They're there in real life. Why not? But who knows if the social media would be there in a thousand years? You know but I mean? right now, you, you're what you're trying to do is sway public opinion of the Time Ranger. Right. So then they aren't just like these vigilantes who are being heroes. They're vigilantes that need to be stopped. Yeah. So what would I but what would I do like when the Time Rangers aren't around? I would probably just like just do like petty mischief stuff like this sign was it said, you know, happy birthday before. And now it says poop. Or something like that. Just dumb shit like that. Uh, but how would you make money? I was thinking like you uh, hack corporations because guys, uh, corporates, corporate people aren't, corporations aren't people, they're uh, terrible entities. So what you could do is like, what's that kind of uh, thing where, like ransomware, where it like locks out everything and then they're yeah, forced. Then I, wouldn't, then I wouldn't be a criminal if I was doing that to corporations. You would, I mean- but it's still – you don't want to do that to normal people. Well, if I'm a criminal, I would. Yeah, so uh, – <laughs> what, what kind of, Am I a morally just criminal? I mean, uh, you should be. Uh, but how – I guess like <laughs> like if a, a church has a digital display and you make it say like Hail Satan and you're like, I'll, I'll change this back to what it was and give you guys access if you give me, I don't know, $100. Like if I'm a bad guy, I'm going – I'm praying on the elderly – Oh, damn. I'm going up to them and I'm calling, <laughs> I'm calling them and I'm saying, or no, I'm hacking them. I'm saying, this is your grandson. I'm in prison in Africa. I need $10,000 or else they're going to execute me. That's the type of shit that I'd be doing. Damn. Yeah. Burvy's heartless, Nicole. Well, this is just hypothetical. Like if I'm the bad guy in Time Rangers, that's what I'd be doing. I just, I'm not feel saying you could get so I'm much money. I really would. From the corporations. Well, yeah, them too. McDonald's. Nobody's getting spared. I'm hacking everybody. Oh, okay, all right. At least you're an equal opportunist hacker. So, what would you do, Nicole? Something sad, but what does that entail? I can. I can. I, we already. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Yeah, me either. Okay, I'll have to go back and try to find it. It was like five yeah, episodes, six to episodes the back. Podcast. 
I do, Man. bro. I listen all the time. You listened to the hundredth episode. I know that. That's true. I did. Yeah. I uh, listened to this movie's gay and everything else too. Whoa, really? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Jeez. You listen to the po- the Patreon podcast yet? No. Oh, I don't no. have an easy way of doing that on my phone because I do it at work. So. What do you use to listen to podcasts? Just Apple Podcasts. Oh no, you can listen on Apple. So what you do is uh, there's an RSS feed link on the Patreon that's like specific to you. And this is also for other Patreon listeners who might not know this. An email should have also been sent to you saying like, hey, here's an RSS link. This is yours. What you do is you manually subscribe via RSS in Apple Podcast. And then you just copy paste that into Apple Podcasts. And then you'll have the feed to all the podcasts. Oh, all right. Sweet. I'll have to do that then. Yeah. And talking about Beyblade, it's heating up. It's really good. Episode 10 Ooh. is a fucking... Oh, I can't wait. Uh, knockout hit. I loved that episode. And engaged with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And speaking of that, we're, in, we're on to plugs now, but we're going to start with our best friend, Burvy. What you got to plug? Um, I have a YouTube channel called Platform Gaming. It's uh, I don't upload very regularly, but I plan on doing it in the future. And that's my only social media, so that's my plug. Yeah, Nicole, <laughs> what do you have to plug? Go to darlinghomebody.com to buy stuff. Uh, follow uh, at Darling Homebody on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. TikTok. Uh, and and, and patreon.com slash darlinghomebody. But what about if they're listening to this on the day this is released, Thursday, September 24th. Is there anything they should be on the lookout for? Tomorrow, Friday the 25th, is the Dino Cat release live stream mega sale. Woo! Uh, my whole shop, darlinghomebody.com, will be 20% off. I'm going to give people free gifts with their orders. There's like a sort of like a giveaway type deal. Uh, it's going to be a live stream and it's going to be fun. Yeah. So if you watched the Darling Homebody Shopping Network back in like March or April, yeah. it'll be pretty much similar to that, except yeah. the budget, the, the production quality is going to be a little bit better because now we have two cameras. So, oh, Nicole's showing off detail stuff. We don't yeah. need to zoom in or anything. We're going to have a second camera on that. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, September 25th, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm dropping mad stacks on that shit. Oh! Yeah, gotta support the homies, you know what I'm saying? Be the first to get that dino cat, which there are, how many right now, like five available? Six. (laughs) Okay, six. And then, hey, my plugs, go to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod, as we've talked about before, to get exclusive content, such as Engage with Nicolas Cage, the Toku Reading Corner, which... The Toku Reading Corner fi- finished up the Godzilla podcast, and Nicole will be starting a Power Rangers Scooby-Doo crossover fan fiction. So check that what? out. Uh, rush down <laughs> if you're listening. You know you're going to love that. Yeah, it's for you specifically. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Also, talking about Beyblade, and every single month, the $10 patrons have access to an exclusive live stream which this week on sunday the 27th we're going to be doing a jackbox stream with the ten dollar patrons so either 
join to to be a part of that or if you're not joined you'll still be able to be in the like audience because we'll be streaming it on twitch so it's gonna be great those live streams we've done two in the past always go fantastically it's super funny also other marshland media co-hosts are there and speaking of ten dollar patrons we want to give a big old shout out and thank you to all of them starting with steve f Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z, a.k.a. The Waz, Orion, a.k.a. The Rapper D-F-O-D-F-O, check him out wherever music is found, Two Grapes, a.k.a. Kayla, Grun Fox, two grunts for the price of Fox, actually I should say Duo Grun Fox, that makes the joke make sense, Tyler Wright, our guest today, <laughs> and finally, Elliot W. Thank you again for being patronages. And then check out the other podcasts such as This Movie's Gay, What the Hellmouth Hit It, and Crit It. Those can be found wherever you're listening to this right now, or go to mlmpod.com for more information and links on that, or to download all of my CDs, or please go over wherever music is found and search Marsh land monster that's three words to listen to my music it would mean a lot and that's all i have to plug besides you know our twitch and youtube i'm playing legend of dragoon which tyler was on some of those episodes and bioshock right now Mm -hmm. and that's all i got thank you so much for being on tyler we finally got you in i was happy to be here man anytime yeah this was fantastic i love talking to you Tell you tell the people of the house you're at right now that I said hello. No one's here, but I will. Okay, when they get there, um, okay. just wait and say, I hey, I had to wait. James wanted to say hello. <laughs> I'll do that. All right, uh, but I've been James. I'm Nicole. I'm Burvy. And we've been Mostly, Mostly Speaking Sentai. Bye-bye now. This has been a Marshland Media production produced by James McCullum. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash mlmpod and sign up today.